Hey Nelson, alcoholic addict. It's not my real name. It's a pen name that I use here for this newsletter. I was at a meeting recently and somebody shared a quote that has really stuck with me. And the quote was, if you're going through hell, don't stop to take pictures. Whoa. That hit me like one of those earworm songs that you nod along with uh, when you hear it the first time and then it just you sing it the rest of the day. It's been sitting with me. And I think it's because I am so ready to do that on a regular basis. I want to take pictures of hell if I'm in it. And first and foremost, I should probably define hell. Um, I, I haven't had much of it recently. Like I just want to be honest about that. I've shared before that I got sick in college. I spent a week in a coma and I had multiple amputation procedures on my feet. I spent six months in a wheelchair. I had to relearn how to walk again. I consider that to be a pretty hellish experience for a human being. Same with going to rehab and detoxing from opioids and alcohol. Uh, it was a terrible week, terrible week of my life, and I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. I wanted to claw my skin off. I wanted to claw yours off, too. I was mad at the world. I was miserable. So I would say those are legitimate examples of hellish life experiences. But let me talk a little bit about what my brain tells me is hell, because I can make hell out of heaven in a heartbeat, and it affects my recovery on a pretty regular basis. I want to stop, and I want to take pictures. I do. I want to revel in it. And so I'll give you, give you a recent example. I live in Connecticut, and in Connecticut, we get a tax bill once a year for our cars. And so I got the tax bill for my wife's car recently, and I paid it. And I waited a few days, waited a few more days, and I never got a tax bill for my own car. So I started poking around, and um, I was told that I did not get a tax bill for 2021 because my car was not actually legally registered. Uh, oops. Uh, then I was told that my car actually hadn't been legally registered in 2020 either. And I was told that's not a great thing. Uh, that I should take care of that pretty quickly if I want to legally drive a automobile in the United States. So I started to wade into the DMV website, which is about as fun as the actual DMV, and I discovered that I couldn't just register my car because, turns out, I hadn't passed admissions tests for my car either the past two years. So then I began that wonderful journey to secure an emissions test appointment and then get the actual test done, and it was pouring down rain, and, but I got it done. Then I went to the DMV for help, except they couldn't help. The DMV center I went to didn't do registrations. They only did driver's licenses. So my teeth were just smashed together. Grit It's just in pure frustration as I began to leave the place and on my way out, I spotted a recovery friend who worked at the DMV, and he talked me through a way to register my car online. So I went home, I did it, voila, $110, I now have a legal car. <laughs> so, But later that day, I was still ranting about this, you know, poor me, you know, getting my car registered, what a pain in the ass. So I told, told a sober friend about it, and uh, he listened patiently. At the end, he goes, oh, so wait, let, let me get this straight, you... You, no one else, you didn't register your car for two years, which is a pretty normal activity that other adults do. Then you find out that by not registering your car, you also saved about $1,000 in taxes for the past two years that you do not actually have to pay. Then, at peak of your frustration about the DMV, you run into a recovery buddy who works there, and he saves you a trip by talking you through the website. And everything works out okay.
Did I get that story right? I was laughing out loud by the time he wound down uh, his recap because it was spot on. I had balled up my fists, got way too bent out of shape about like a confusing website, and I got completely swallowed up in just a stupor of self-pity. Everything he had said to me was right, but that isn't the hellscape that my brain had created. And yes, <laughs> in that hellscape, I had stopped to take a few pictures. I was telling everybody on earth about my poor registration story. Self-pity, it's a hell of a drug. It really is. I love self-pity. Uh, I don't love that I love self-pity, but I do. I find it to be an intoxicating feeling. You know, you feel like the weight of the world is on you and that stinks, except like I kind of like it deep down. It makes me feel important. And but for me, you know, and I'm just talking about myself here. Self-pity is also a form of selfishness. You know, it's me sliding my head thinking I'm so important. I'm so burdened. You know, as I, I love that phrase we say in the rooms, which is poor me, poor me, poor me, another one. Um because that's what I can't stay in self-pity for too long because um, I might I might be ready to reach for drugs and alcohol if I get to that place for long enough. So I'll I will continue to think about the last part of that quote. Don't stop to take pictures. That's the lesson here. Oh, also register your freaking car. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share.